0: Be-bop! Be-bop, 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 be-bop. Bam, bam, bam. Welcome to the wrestle down. I'm Jer Poopo, with me is my uh, co-host Dennis Bruno, and under the table is our mascot, Keaton the Kitten Man. Uh, he's here. He's marking his territory,
1: baby. He's no, getting he's that.
0: not. That would be bad. He's got a box for that. It's just like the wrestlers have a wrestling ring, and they're not supposed to wrestle outside of it, even though sometimes they do. But Keaton doesn't go to the bathroom outside of his box because he's a rule follower. He's a real, <laughs> <laughs> he's a real technico. Yeah, he's
1: putting himself over. Keaton doing his business inside the squared trapezoid that is his little box. Yeah, little. Yeah.
0: Man. Uh, we're the wrestle down. Uh, we try to spread positivity about uh, wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I know we got a lot to cover. Yeah. This week. Uh, do you want to start? Like, I guess. Uh, we are a wrestling podcast, and we're going to do a- yet another week of not talking too much about WWE, mostly because it's kind of a fucking trash disaster zone, yeah. a little bit. But like, I... um, And it's also everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's doing it, and I don't want to get too deep into the week-to-week. Uh, right. We're taping this on May 8th. Uh, They have established a quote-unquote wildcard rule to allow... Fucking everybody to go everywhere, basically. Yeah. Um whatever. It's all good. But um I don't know. You want know, to talk about like just um negativity around the wrestling products because I think like I mean I I didn't watch Raw or SmackDown this week, uh but I do I do watch Twitter because sometimes it is fun to watch people just dunk on shit. Right. Um same as watching like
1: Twitter during like an M T V award show. Yeah. But every week. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, same, I didn't watch Ron Smackdown live this week, and we've mentioned this a little bit in past episodes, but I um, I haven't said explicitly, I don't have a cable package, mm. so I don't have the ability to tune in unless I do things like YouTube TV, which mm. I subscribed to the two weeks after WrestleMania, right. which were worth it, yeah, because it was still the superstar shakeup and a lot of introductions of what seemed like cool concepts, like Kevin Owens had just joined the New Day, right? and I mean, in part because Big E got hurt, but... There were interesting things that were growing from WrestleMania. WrestleMania historically used to be, this is the end of all these feuds, right? Yes. Now it's time to grow some new ones and call some people up, like the poor goddamn Viking experience. <laughs> so that's where we are now, is that like, that like chortle of just like, haha, the War Raiders and now the Viking experience, they're still spinning. Right. And that's the frustration that I think comes out after four or five weeks of being told to be patient. Yeah is when they have someone like a Sami Zayn on screen being what's, like, an exaggerated version of the voice of The Office of, we're not shitty, you're (laughs) shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I know. It's
0: just, like, it's just hard to watch because, like, you can tell they want to do a better show. Like, that's why they did this whole wildcard thing. That's why they keep, like... Hyping up these sort of mini events like the Superstar Shake Up. Yeah. Uh, like they want people to tune in for these things, but I don't think things are just uh,
1: stagnating creatively. Right. And it's just hard to get amped about it. But it's... we still want to be amped about wrestling. Exactly. So. And I mean, when we started recording this show specifically, I was, and we, in the second episode, we started talking, me specifically, about Mojo,
0: mm-hmm. who
1: got a chance to be part of the shows this week, but you had to find him on YouTube for the parts that weren't on TV. Yeah. That's frustrating.
0: It is. Because they, like, during WrestleMania, like, the weeks leading up to it, they gave him the time, the very valuable um, minutes of TV time that they could have been doing towards their biggest feuds uh, to just give him time to build this character. Right, and And he did. Yes, and he did a good job, as always. Yep, And then he uh, was, I think he's wrestled on, like, main event a couple times, which is, uh, if you don't know, it's a WWE show. Uh, yet another one but it's one that they tape before raw um i don't even know when it airs i just know that it still exists in some form
1: and it's just like exhibition matches yeah. for like lower to mid card guys as far as tv goes i would i used to spend weekends um every other weekend at my parents place doing laundry because we used to live in an apartment that didn't have washing machines yes. or dryers so uh, It had a broken one. It did. <laughs> I'm still upset that I didn't... Anyway, yeah. I wanted to bring it downstairs because it was dead. More, that's not important. What is important? Um, there are, like, NBC-affiliate deep cable channels uh-huh. that just show wrestling. Yeah. And it's similar to how Access shows New Japan, but it'll show New Japan, like, months after New Japan aired on uh, NJPW World. Yeah. So... Main event can be found there, and so can other, uh, like, episodic things like superstars. Ah, okay. But you got to dig for it. And, right. um, like, we're past the time. Like, I remember, and I I think about this a lot because I, wa- I watch things like OSW Review and other review wrestling things about, like, nostalgia or certain moments in time. And I remember when, like, WWE Experience on the weekend was on, or Velocity or Heat, where, yeah. like, I would make time to catch those because... I didn't have the way to recap the shows that exist now. I didn't right. have the internet. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have the ability to retain everything. Because also Raw SmackDown had, like, less time to do more. And there was still some semblance of competition. Like, yeah. even after 2001, 2002, you still had Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. TNA was growing in popularity right. until, like, it popped. So you still had options besides WWE. But you still had to go to the WWE to recap itself. Right. You you're it's oversaturated now. Right. Now it's like, it's everywhere you can get from anything. And
0: it's like uh yeah, but um this, yeah, my point like they spent time on Mojo. Yeah. He hasn't been on TV since WrestleMania. I don't he, he, he wasn't in the Battle Royale or anything, nope. so he wasn't he hasn't been on TV. They just sent him out during a commercial break. Yep. So it's like how do you get invested in these uh you know, things when they, you, you can't tell if something's going to pay off for something. Um, yeah. They, they'll spend weeks on something and then drop it.
1: Right. And no explanation. Yeah. As, as much as I hate using cliches, perception is reality with wrestling, and that's true both for the viewing audience at home, and it is for the live crowd. It, like, a live crowd, especially people like us who've been watching for years, can tell the cues from production of, this is on TV or this isn't. Yeah. Um, so, you could tell that Mojo was coming out when the cameras weren't on for, like, the and audience. Same with the Iconics. They came out and made fun of a town for having a bee problem. That's nothing. It's literally nothing. It's also not, um...
0: I'm not smart. No. Bees are very important. I hate... <laughs> be- <laughs> I hate bees. I, I flinch whenever I see one. Right. But I
1: have read the literature, and they are very important to the environment and going extinct. Which... <laughs> I mean, th- we talked a little bit about this in the Wrestle thread, the yeah. Zotline, of, like, I would love to watch Bobby Roode and Ricochet feud on Raw if, like, Bobby Roode explained why he has a mustache now mm. instead of his beard and why he dumped Chad Gable formally. Yeah. And Ricochet just come out, could, could just come out, contrarian, be like, you're not my homeboy. Yeah. And then I would want to watch them fight. Right. Instead of just, now they're colliding with each other because they're in the Money in the Bank match.
0: Um, well, they're not. Neither one of them are. Rod Rude is not. Oh, okay. The the yeah. match was for Ricochet's spot in the uh, right, which okay. is weird because no one, no one else is defending their yeah. shit. But yeah, it's the kind of like weird things. And I I I know we're spending a lot of time harping on the problems with the
1: hmm.
0: like really raw. I mean, I, I will stick up for SmackDown being watchable. Yep, they're like week to week, they're good. Um, but you know, it's hard not to get bogged down. But I think that's why we're doing so many episodes that are not WWE focused, right? Like, I'm excited for Money in the Bank, yeah. more or less. Other than the fact that it's the same night as the Game of Thrones finale, mm-hmm. um, but I'll catch up to it eventually.
1: I mean, whenever the, w- the WWE has gotten is is excellent at production. Mm. So whenever they have a prop match, it's usually entertaining unless it's too convoluted, right? But with Money in the Bank specifically, you throw in eight competitors, one for the men, one for the women. They know how to shoot it. They know how to build up big moments. Randy Orton's in the in the ladder match. Who's going to RKO the shit out of people or ladders or both? Yeah. And Bailey, I think, is in the Money in the Bank for women, she right? Is. Yep. So I'm going to be rooting fucking hard because mm-hmm. she's my lady. Yeah. In wrestling, in the four horse women. So, and who fucking knows? Maybe Sasha will come back. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And, and like things will get better for her. <laughs> we hope. So yeah. far,
0: uh, Sasha Banks update for the week. She still has not been on WWE TV since WrestleMania. Uh, Her Instagram stories seem to indicate that last night she and Bailey saw Dave Chappelle and
1: Aziz Ansari. Yay! So, I mean, they're living a good life as it is. Just not a wrestling life, I mean, yeah, as far as, like, wrestlers mapping to, I don't know, I see analogs of just, like, that's like if me and you saw the show. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that's great. No, they should do that. Yeah. Yeah. If we weren't doing the
0: podcast and we were just watching comedy shows, it'd be fucking fine. Oh, I don't know. I don't like comedy anymore. Uh, <laughs> on some level, yeah. it's stressful for me. But, like, <laughs> we went to something else that we enjoyed. Fucking Avengers. Or, we're going to see Detective Pikachu on Sunday. Yeah! You know, that's a good reprieve from wrestling, probably. It's probably just as dumb and poorly written, but, you know. Right. I'll, it's a fuzzy, and God knows,
1: <laughs> you know, Keaton needs a break, too, sometimes. It's true. Yeah. I mean, and, like, just wrapping back a little bit to just kind of, like, the glee period of April, because mm. we're in May... Orange, the Orange Cassidy show was the. Uh, I still describe it to fa- people who aren't even wrestling fans as the funniest live show I've ever seen. Yeah. It had everything. I know. Including a very weird anti climax. But then it circled back around by beating up a guy who <laughs> ruined a dodgeball match. Yeah. Oh, my so God. So sometimes you're just patient enough and things work out. Mm-hmm. You just. As, with wrestling, there's so much content that, especially in an in- instant gratification era you hope that everything does that for you. Yeah. And it stings when it doesn't. Right. I think. uh Yeah, it's important to just keep the perspective that WWE
0: isn't the only wrestling, even in North America. Yeah. Uh, I'm not... I mean, and I'm sensitive to, like, people who, like, can't afford another thing, uh, another subscription, or, like, have, like, outside live things that they can't spend as much time, and it's just, like, convenient to have wrestling on TV on Monday nights, and you just tune in and let it be on. But, I mean, if you love wrestling and you're, you're fucking frustrated by the badness of, like, writing, there's always shit out there, you
1: know? Yeah. And, like, a lot of wrestling promotions have free shit on YouTube all the time. Constantly. I mean, that's part of how, that is how I watched Orange Cassidy before mm. we saw Orange Cassidy at an Evolve show, yeah. is that I watched him fight Cole Cabana in what looked like somebody's backyard. Yes. In, like, a, a show shot during the day in Connecticut. It was right. great. It yes. was Beyond. yeah I Beyond think, Wrestling's uh, great. Yeah.
0: I probably, I mean, don't tell anybody at Beyond This, but I probably didn't subscribe to independentwrestling.tv TV uh for a while because beyond gives away a lot of good shit on their youtube channel yep um and now i have subscribed to it yeah uh because of a 20-day
1: free trial and
0: i'll keep it for at least the summer
1: what i chuckled at when i signed into the portal because I, I piggybacked off of your tri- trial as you know because we were both watching chikara yep chikara great well we will get to that in our uh, main event set, our main
0: segment our mm, ma- segment mania main event mania yeah yeah um, I you gotta remind me of the segment names. Yeah, buddy, that's what you're for. He
1: he was cleaning himself
0: for no, the for true. the listener at home. Yeah, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't remember the segment name
1: because my cat was cleaning himself. <laughs> We're a very focused show. <laughs> it happens. Mm-hmm. But I've been a fan of Botchomania since UMass, and um, Matthew does a great job. Still, even though it's like this weird cult following show, like he just edits together like wrestling fuckups, and it's but it's still great. 10 years later
0: yeah
1: and i chuckled when i signed into the portal for independent wrestling because czw is in there mm-hmm. and legitimately so much of botchamania was just czw clips for years that i was just like this is a joke wrestling promotion <laughs> right? like it's not real and i saw that and i was like no it's still real and it's still around which yeah. I, it's good for the ecosystem of independent wrestling yeah there's just
0: they're like the deathmatch capital of uh, north american independent wrestling
1: right so, and as an for everything, as long as it's done safely, which you and I have talked about, it's fine. So it's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's um, not Dennis's cup of tea. It's not really my cup of tea. But yeah. I'm like, you know, if you like that shit, I've uh, I've enjoyed some Ricky Shane Page matches. You know, yeah. And like, if if there is even the possibility, not necessarily in CZW, but maybe it, that's where it starts of John Moxley's resurgence. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I, again, if he does it safely, it's yeah. one of those things where. Like, when we saw the Orange Cassidy show and it ended with uh, the GCW champion Nick Gage. Mm-hmm. Nick Gage versus Psychoman- Ultramantis Black. They were hitting each other into, like, barbed wire stuff and breaking things over each other. And, like, watching them really bleed... I I, I respect the athleticism of any professional wrestler because I, I never will be able to do it. I have right. a platelet disorder, so I'll die from internal bleeding. Yes. Period, if I try it. So I can't do it. And so, if you want to kill Dennis, now you know how. Yeah, make me bruise. <laughs> so... I, I'll never be able to step in myself and that's fine because uh, from, I don't know how many documentaries yeah. people talk about not to get into the business or yeah. to get into it, but I just never want to watch people intentionally hurt themselves. Right. And we're in our thirties. So yeah. <laughs> that's like the odds of either of us being
0: the next diamond Dallas page pretty low. Right. The odds of diamond Dallas page being diamond Dallas
1: page were pretty low. That's true. I know, but yeah. Um,
0: that's, yeah, that's kind of uh, what I meant.
1: Uh, no, it more in just support and like, yeah, that work ethics rare. It's spawned things like DDP Yoga and just like saving the lives of Jake the Snake and Scott Hall. So yep. sometimes just trying hard enough is good enough, which is wonderful.
0: Yes, yeah, um, so yeah. Our point is like we're not gonna we're not gonna be a very WWE I mean, focused show because uh, neither of us have uh, subscriptions to watch it live very nah. often. And then by the next day, like I, every time I see a SmackDown. Uh, recap. I'm like, that looks like a good show, but mm-hmm. then, yeah. And I work from home on Wednesdays. I have no excuse to not pop into Hulu. Right. But it's also just like, I don't know. I could do other things. It just
1: never feels urgent, right? Either. I mean, the part and part of that for WWE specifically, and it's different for smaller companies that have different models, is that they're always building towards viewership perpetually. Yes. They, uh, if you watch the network, great. They get money off of the subscription monthly, though, so you don't have to. Um, if you watch the TV show, great, because they need ratings to sustain advertisers and TV deals. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, oh, no. And that's where stuff like the wildcard rule comes into yeah. existence. But Who knew that having $2 billion uh, network deals would lead to
0: having $2 billion bosses to boss them around a little bit? Right. You know?
1: Which, ultimately, if it leads to like more emphasis on women's wrestling, yeah. which... So far has not. but So far has not, but hopefully it does in the sense that, like, it's... The, our friend of the show, whose birthday it is, happy birthday, Ben Moser, um, is of our friends, the biggest Becky Lynch fan. Yes. And it's still mind-boggling more to him and to us, but most to him, of just they had Stone Cold Steve Austin, not the same, but the closest they've had to it in yep. November when she beat up Ronda Rousey. So they could have very easily, without touching her too much creatively, Funneled all of the momentum and heat from Ronda Rousey's mainstream credibility towards her character more right, and they fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, they've really cooled off on
0: uh, perpetuating any kind of momentum for a lot of wrestlers. Really, yeah, it's weird because I know WrestleMania is kind of like the the season finale. Yep, and then uh, there is no season premiere per se, Mm -hmm. like in the sense that you don't have a set date that sets a big splash. It's just like Season finale, and then you kind of start from zero, and you you work your way up to like point five, yeah, and incrementally back up to where you were next year, right? So it's kind of like we're in that period where it's like, I mean, Money in the Bank coming up—that's kind of that's one of the big pay per views, but it's also a thing where there are like two sets of eight wrestlers who don't really have specific problems with each other; they're yep. just kind of all looking to climb some fucking ladders, and it's going to be exciting. But the road there
1: just isn't you know it's not going to engage either of us, it usually doesn't, right, but it's inter- and it's interesting it, it, even specifically in WWE's ecosystem to make, which is like one last point on them before we talk about any other company, yeah. is like some of the fun of not knowing what's going to be next and what's strictly scheduled is stuff like NXT. I never know when the next takeover is, yes. but tickets are going on sale tomorrow for the Connecticut takeover, and I'm taking Sarah. Oh
0: nice. yes.
1: Um, she loved Beyond, thankfully, yeah. and she really wants to see Velveteen Dream live. Ooh, so, yeah. it, like Johnny Gargano has become my current favorite wrestler, just because yeah. I think that he's the closest thing we're going to get to the second coming of Shawn Michaels potentially in our lifetime. Now that Dan O'Brien's brain is constantly yeah. under watch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that like Gargano's the champ in the face, awesome, and Velveteen is going to fight Dijak Dijakovic. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: um, he's out with a knee injury.
1: Oh shoot. Yeah. Well, it's more than likely he's gonna wrestle. I hope. Yeah. Velveteen, yeah. Because he's the North American champion, right? Um. That like. Yeah. Sarah has family in the area, so like oh. we're gonna make a weekend of it. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Oh, uh, let me know how much tickets are
0: when uh, because I think I might wanna go because relatively close by.
1: Yeah, they go on sale tomorrow. Tickets start at twenty. Uh, All depending right. on where we want to settle. I'll let you know. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. NXT.
0: Um, yes. I. uh What? Yeah.
1: With this. No, this would be like your third dynasty takeover, right? Yes, yes. Oh my oh god! Yeah, so many takeovers. I know, it would be my second, I think. Really, but yep, pretty good. Uh, second one in New York. This will be the first one in Connecticut. Second one. The other two were New York, which was Bailey Sasha, yep. and then the last one was Gargano right. beating the entire <laughs> undisputed era. Technically, uh, your first one was Finn Balor and Kevin Owens in a letter match. <laughs> I. It's so weird, just like he, read that on paper yeah and not just finn balor but like demon finn balor yeah and it was an afterthought and like kevin owen's fresh from the indies when he's probably
0: and probably still i think by that point he had beaten john cena right like yeah he was still fresh into like the the, the, the highest heat of his uh wd run yeah and no one fucking remembers it because that's how good women's wrestling was right at the time which and which still is uh just that it's not giving you time
1: there, um, there is no Bailey analog for long-term, strong, underdog wrestler on the main roster of the WWE. There's nobody. Yeah. And it's weird, because the next—you the you would almost say Becky Lynch, but she's not even an underdog, because she has both fucking titles. There was a stretch where she could have,
0: you right. could say she was, for sure,
1: like, before before they tried to turn her heel, and yeah. then it, it exploded and became amazing. Right. And, like, the best we got from it was Kick Fight 2019, which yes. is gonna hold up, I think, just long-term, but— that's it like there's no other face wrestlers that they have who are underdogs by rote of this is consistent with their character choices yeah. they just trade losses all between yeah. uh, and
0: losses yeah the closest i can think of would be uh impact alley yeah which uh, nobody has been watching which is too bad but this is a good uh time to transition something i wanted to bring up that uh well not spend too much time on but a book just came out mm. called an encyclopedia of women's wrestling nice. by Latoya Ferguson hmm. which I bought I've been I haven't read it yet I don't want to like come off like this is a review but I did want to say that like recommend it to anybody who wants to uh, read about women's wrestling it's a good book from the 20 or so pages I've read so far
1: nice uh yeah. she's on Tyson fights right uh, she has her. been a guest on there
0: yeah uh she I think he has written for the AV Club back when they had WWE reviews yep. and I think she covered Impact for UpRocks for a bit which I yes. think deserves some kind of Nobel Prize
1: Good Lord in wrestling yeah. journalism I, which recently signed Rob Van Dam and Sabu which they what? <laughs> they, yeah, that's that's not a joke. <laughs> I thought I think I, I vaguely recalled Rob Van Dam being in the news. Yeah. recently for
0: maybe that reason.
1: Yep, Sabu's out of the fucking blue. The, there was a third person who I I looked at and I, I blinked a bunch of times. I, I and that's how relevant that signing was. Like, yeah, because. As much as I shat on Ring of Honor and I deserve, and I feel like they deserve it for yes. everything they did at the Madison Square Garden show, Mm-mm. PCO makes me interested. Yes. So yeah. if PCO got signed by anybody else, it'd be like, whoa, that's cool. What are they going to do with Frankenstein? But, right. Like Van Dam has a very comfortable style that he's worked in like his Jericho era mm-hmm. of he's older, he's not going to do the same spots, but he's going to do the same spots because he's Rob Van Dam. Yeah. He can still do a frog splash and do yeah. the Rolling Thunder, whatever that move's called. Right. So, But he's going to do it at quarter speed, which, yes. like, I'm spoiled in the sense of, like, I'm a professional wrestling fan who got very excited about AJ Styles at the height of his TNA powers, mm-hmm. and I'm now, 14 years later, I'm watching AJ Styles at, like, his mid-level of his powers, Yeah, and he beats the shit out of anything Rob Van Dam can do now. Right, yeah. Which, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think AJ Styles is, like, he went from, like, perfect
0: timing at all things to like 99% <laughs> yes like he's like a quarter of a second off on any given thing and it's like it makes the the biggest difference but it's, he's
1: still good yeah I'm still looking forward to him versus Seth Rollins oh yeah and it and it's that same like quarter second difference you're talking about that makes like anybody who's critical of Shinsuke Nakamura me yeah. say like the only reason he's not world beating is that we won't let him really hit people yeah <laughs> that's the difference right yeah oh
0: god so yeah, that's uh just some quick bits and uh yeah, if you if you're fucking tired of WWE, fucking branch out. That's there's a whole YouTube uh out there for you, but also there's a dark web of uh daily motion <laughs> 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 where that's a lot less official. Uh but
1: I mean, hey, some things still haven't made the digital transfer officially yet, so and even some things in the modern era, like Lucha Underground's latest season, can be found in its entirety on Daily Motion. I mean, and they that's where her. it should live.
0: Yeah, they deserve that. Yeah,
1: I bought the uh, season. I haven't
0: finished it. Oh, I, I think I've. I'm like halfway through, and I I will watch it eventually. But uh, it's real hard.
1: It's like watching. Ugh, I, it's
0: like watching Kurt Angle in his last few matches. Yeah. like you want him to be good, right? But
1: something. It's just not working, and it's just kind of sad. See, that's perfect, because not only do you want that in that Kurt Angle thing, the Lucha Underground fucking Baron Corbin analog is Jack fucking Swagger. Yeah. Like, Kurt Angle, it, the whole pro wrestling thing of going out on your shield, going out on your back for your mm. retirement thing, who fucking cares about Jack Swagger? Yeah. Who in the world, at the, in the producer's room, in the writing room at Lucha Underground, was like, we got three, se- three seasons of goodwill and momentum. Jack Swagger will get us to the next level. Yeah. If you don't know, uh, the fourth season of Lucha
0: Underground at least partially uh, is focused on Jack Swagger, formerly of WWE. Yeah. Jake uh, Savage. Yeah. Changing his name and basically uh, squashing a Everyone. bunch of luchadores, uh, who basically are the point of the show. Um, which is, it's it's a tough watch. It's not the most exciting TV. And it, the, the budget cuts are very apparent.
1: Yeah. Very loud. The strangest payoff in all of it is, spoiler <laughs> alert, is that fucking Wade Barrett was behind it the whole time. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, like, but as Stu Bennett as, like, supernatural evil, like, Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget and a limo, it's yeah. all very, it, it's the worst kind of weird instead of what Lucha Underground did, the best kind, which was, like, super great telenovela, supernatural pulp comic. Yes. Uh, but, hey, the first two seasons of Lucha Underground, I've Oh, no, they're not. I don't think they're still on
0: Netflix anymore. Oh. Which is too bad. But if yeah. you can find the first three seasons of Lucha Underground, uh, they're amazing. And uh, the fourth season is like the fourth season of Community. Yep. Yeah, don't fucking bother. It was a gas leak. <laughs> gas leak season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's like a perfect um, way to transition to our segment, Mania. Bow, 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 bow. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh Chikara.
1: Yes. which is
0: very uh I would say lucha libre uh influenced, mm-hmm. not in the same way that like Lucha Underground is basically like a TV show that makes lucha libre a TV show. Yeah. Uh but Chikara's just like kind of influenced in the sense that their style and uh the way they treat their roster in terms of being heels and faces uh lined up against each other. Yep. Uh, in a way uh, it was a very influenced, um, but this was Dennis's idea to check out Chikara. Uh, do you want to talk about a little why you uh suggested it? Yeah, out of out of all the hun- the ninety something indie sh- uh, companies that are on Independent Wrestling
1: TV. Yeah, I mean I mentioned oversaturation earlier, and I was immediately blown away by how many different companies. But we zero. I wanted to zero us in on Chikara because a lot of the people who. Have blown up in WWE proper, or came up through Ring of Honor and helped make it relevant. Were people like uh, Cesaro mm-hmm. and Chris Hero, and I had always heard, I had always read recap, and so like Sarah Del Rey in terms of just like being yeah. the pioneer in the modern era of women's professional wrestling. I had heard all of these great things about how fun and high concept the characters were mm-hmm. and how involved the storylines were and how seriously they treated them in the Canon. Yeah. That like you could take somebody like Cesaro, who is this supernatural strong man who can speak intelligently fluently. I don't know how many languages, it's like seven to nine different world languages. Yeah. And put a hood on them and call Be- them very mysterious ice cream <laughs> and make it a Canon important part of the, company so I was like i gotta know what this is about i want to know more yeah and i watched um the special that they recorded for february was national professional wrestling day all right which huge fan of made-up holidays just period but if it involves pro wrestling hell yeah
0: i was not aware that it was a made-up holiday i thought that it
1: was a real (laughs) i was like why aren't there more shows
0: on this holiday right
1: (laughs) which like but that's chikara yeah. is that like it's it's treated with such acceptance that like i did improv for six years and yeah. the one of the strengths i had as a performer was treat the weirdest shit like it's normal and everyone else will yeah so that's exactly what chikara does the opening match was still life with peaches and apricots as or with apricots and oh uh, with pear and apricot ap- it, apricots somewhere in there still life with Apricots
0: and pear. Yeah. yeah. Still life with apricots and pear, which is a man. Yeah. That, that's... Um, they identify as a non-gender binary. You're correct. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's basically a, a painting as a
1: wrestling character. Yeah, It's in front of um, a smaller crowd in what looked like a cool little either California location or like oh, cool. Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. I think they're based in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Maybe Philly. Um, it looked like, a, basically it looked like a beautiful day outside because there happened to be a big-ass window right. nearby, which, and there were, like, kids and families in the crowd, so it was like, this is cool, they're trying to absorb this really weird high-concept thing, <laughs> yeah. but wrestling's at its best when it's simple, Right. weird still-life p- painting is the bad guy, yeah. and Penelope Ford's the good guy, or g- g- good hero in the story that right. they're telling, and they wrestled a match, one person won, with a very little shenanigans, considering it was a painting wrestling! Yeah. And then the rest of the match card was just in, was just charming. Yeah,
0: yeah. Know. That's uh, see so you, you watched the whole show, right? I did. Go, cool. uh, yeah. I watched a different uh, Chikara show. Uh, had, had you watched any Chikara before this, or just like, not matches? start to finish? Yeah, uh, matches here and there. Yeah, same here. I uh, I was like aware that yeah, there's like some high concept uh, characters, and that's fun. Yeah, that's really fun. That like I think there's some bleed through between Chikara and Beyond Wrestling. Yep. Like I think the first time I ever saw. The Ant Colony yeah, uh, was in Beyond, and I was, like, delighted that there's a group of wrestlers who dress up like ants, and they all have very specific gimmicks. Uh, there's Green Ant, who's uh, basically a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, Thief Ant, who basically steals moves from other from his opponents. Yep. And uh, do you know what the third one is? Soldier like, Ant. Soldier Ant, there we go, yeah. Who's, like, the heavy. Right, yeah. Yep. That's It's just a fun, like, it's so simple. You get, I, I just described it, there's everything... The show I watched ended with um, uh, a ladder match that uh, featured a character named Mr. Touchdown. Yeah! Which is literally (laughs) 100% all I have to say (laughs) for you to get everything about him. Uh, Still a better wrestler than 90% of, like, football players turned wrestlers. Like, the one exception is, like, Roman Reigns. Yeah. It's like... And, like, the ring works delightful. I think the the show I watched was the most recent one... uh, they had on independentwrestling.tv, which I signed up for to watch Beyond Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, the most recent one they had was filmed WrestleMania weekend. So, uh, I can't seem to escape that weekend, but there were
1: so many shows, and it was worthwhile. I mean, if, you're, if you can't escape a period in time in wrestling, it might as well be that. Yeah. I mean, we, we covered the Four Pillars of Heaven last week. Mm-hmm. If you're going to fall down rabbit holes, they might as well be like spectacular rabbit holes that stand the test of time. Yeah. Everything's, which... uh, yeah. I think I was impressed by the ring work. What did you think of the commentary? Um, So Mike Quackenbush was the only voice for this episode, which gave me throwbacks to ECW when it was just Joey Styles. And I think that there's a certain confidence and boldness you have to have when you're the only, especially in like modern pro wrestling Mm -hmm. times, when you're the only voice in the headset. I assume that Quackenbush, because he owns the company, was not getting notes from anybody else. He probably was. He seems amenable to that type of thing. But he seems like a good dude. He also, if you're gonna trust anybody for the audience' sake, to sum up everything that's happening and why it's important with background context and character motivations, Quackenbush nailed everything. Yeah. Um, he can call moves which I miss in a lot of like WWE or other companies of just like what move was that? Why is it important? Is that a signature move? You can tell by his intonation and his emotion. Yes. That is it. Where are we building to a finish or a turning point in the match? You can trust him. Right. Like, th- it felt like there was a lot of integrity to his voice and delivery.
0: Yeah. Um, he wasn't the only voice I heard uh, on the show I watched, but uh, he did impress me the most. Because, yeah. I mean, on the one hand, he has one of those radio voices that, like, sounds a little little bit of put on, but that yeah. seems to be just how he talks from Right, what I've heard on podcasts and shit. Uh, but, like, he impressed me just in the way that, like you said, he could call moves and call why... A wrestler's doing that move. Yeah. like oh, he's working on uh, the leg, but he can't do his normal move because his arm's broken or whatever. So he's doing this different thing, and that's not his normal move set, so his opponent was able to get out of this mission hole easier.. Yep. Uh, he's really good at calling the psychology of a match, which yes. I don't think you get a lot in really any company.
1: The the next closest thing that I we watch regularly is Kevin Kelly and Don Callis trying. Yeah. Um, but Kevin I, Kelly's very good. Um, yes. Yeah. I feel like he, he's the closest thing to modern JR, which right. is as is, is much of a compliment I can say with OJR coming back to do it himself. Mm-hmm. And as far as, like, color, because I feel like Quackenbush had a good mix between color and analysis. Yeah. I feel like that's Corey Graves at his best in terms of a modern analog. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody else is as good of a modern-day Bobby Heenan as Corey Graves. No, yeah. Um, but he also is, Jesus, on air five hours a week <laughs> with Vince and anybody else giving him notes. And also people like Byron Saxton saying things to say things. Right. So he's tempered, but with Chikara and smaller companies, I, there's this admiration like again with the orange cassidy show orange cassidy does the thing mm. there were two announcers who could not have been more hyped to watch the show happen as it happened yeah and like technically it was shitty but like they were huge fans of everything that was happening so it was like yeah i feel like i'm watching with fans yeah and that makes a huge difference yeah that's why it's a thin line yeah it really is because i think a lot of indies when i listen to the
0: commentary it feels like just two boys, yeah, like yelling at you, yep, about like how amazing everything is. But like sometimes, you know, sometimes you calm down and you get to see like
1: a little bit of uh, what makes
0: good announcing—just telling the story.
1: Yeah, I, it, it's why when I watch NXT, which is the closest thing to just kind of like, like the antithesis of punk rock, but it's like mainstream punk rock. Of, yeah, like Pop more, punk. Yeah, it's it's, it's Pop punk. Right, it's Follow Boy. It's Panic at the Disco. It's which are two of my favorites, but like. <laughs> Mauro Ranallo is a storyteller he's a cliche spouting storyteller Mm. but he fucking cares yes and so does somebody like Mike Quackenbush who it's his baby and yeah he does have a radio voice in a persona when he's behind a microphone but again I am I'm so hungry thirsty whatever you want to say for context behind what I'm watching yeah that I never ever want to have to turn off commentary when I'm watching wrestling and I sometimes have to do that with the WWE yeah or if it's just distracting and Quackenbush added to what I was watching. Yeah, he definitely, um, especially for,
0: like, something like a Chikara, where there are, I mean, they split up their shows into seasons, Yeah, uh, quote-unquote, and there have been 20 of them. Ooh. And I think uh, each of us probably jumped in in the middle of something, you know, mm-hmm. and it helps to add that context. Yep. Uh, I still don't understand their point system. I will look into it <laughs> or whatever, but, like, it helps, especially when you get the background of something like still, uh, Still Life with apricots and pear. Um, because they have a rich character history. Yeah. that you need to
1: you know uh know in order to understand their motivations. Same with Los Ice Creams. Like <laughs> it's another t- which like Cesaro was a member of Los Ice Creams for a hot second. So instead of a duo, they were a trio. Yeah, but it's two guys that are just they are the ice creams. That is what that translates to. Yeah, they dress in very uh what looks like sparkly but not sequined uh, teal and pink so they jump off of just any background that they're standing in which is a ring Right? they have ice cream hoods and uh, for two team, for two guys supposedly they've been teaming for a while they're bad at wrestling yeah. and it's hilarious <laughs> uh, they lost the match that they were in it was a three way elimination tag match because one of them was afraid to jump off the top rope to the middle of the ring so his partner moved the target closer yeah. And they moved it closer, and then he jumped too far because he was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And his friend got dumped out of the ring, and the guy who, like, missed the splash got covered just because he missed. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, it can be simple, and it's great. Right.
0: It's good comedy wrestling, and it's good wrestling, which,
1: yep. you know, is something that I think we've both talked about a lot. Like, right. Like, you know, a lot of the best comedy wrestlers are great wrestlers yep. in general. It, it's why I, I've i only seen him wrestle now uh, three times. Well, 2 t- I've seen him live three times. I've seen him wrestle twice. Orange Cassidy is amazing. Yep. Because, and Teddy Hart said it at the Orange Cassidy show, less is more. Mm-hmm. He, everything he does is with purpose, and you have to when you adopt a character who's just so kind of, like, too cool for the room, but, yeah. like, in an accessible way. But he can wrestle. Mm-hmm. I mean, Smiley Kylie who who is who he fought when me and Sarah saw Beyond, is a workhorse. She's super high energy. So she's super fast and yes. technically very good. And Orange Cassidy made her have a thumb wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> and... It, like that's the fun of comedy wrestling but then he like put her in ankle locks and did catch his right. Catch Can wrestling and won the match so there's absolutely a place and like a legitimate one for comedy wrestling yeah
0: uh, and Shikara does it very well yes it's very Lucha influenced I think I, I don't know enough about Lucha Libre right other than to know that there are a lot of masked wrestlers in this company and it's definitely influenced by that because of like just the style of uh, the way that they seem to emphasize a lot
1: more uh a faster pace, yeah. than uh, other companies. I works mean, out. it's one of those things where I, I also wish I had more kind of exposure to it. Which I mean, there's, there's nothing really stopping me except yeah. for a, a language barrier. Hey, we will do an episode about Lucha
0: Libre Ooh. soon enough. I think. Uh, yeah, I can't remember if it's CMLL or AAA who have uh, Twitch mm-hmm. uh, streams constantly. I,
1: but it, it is one of the two. And yeah. Dragon Lee's the New Japan Pro Wrestling champ, so yep. or Junior Champ, so, and it just. If if it's by one of those two companies or MLW or whatever the chance, like I miss watching Pentagon because mm-hmm. like now that Lucha Underground has kind of run its course, um, I didn't keep up with him in Phoenix when they went to Impact because yeah. I was excited when he when Pentagon won the Lucha Underground or excuse me Impact World Championship, um, but then they started doing tag team feuds and I got confused because like. Yeah you got me into Lucha Underground and I watched basically a four season maturation of a pissed off Ninja skeleton (laughs) into a hero as a single guy. And then he was a tag team wrestler because he wasn't in Lucha Underground. So I miss, I feel like there's a disconnect. I miss being as much of a fan of his. So I'd love to get more into Lucha for that. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, i is it confirmed that they're with AEW now, or
0: I think feeds? they signed? I mean, we we've talked about this. Like, they're at least working double or nothing.
1: Yeah, I know that much. So,
0: yep. next time we see it, will be uh, against the Young Bucks, which fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, they'd they'd have to try to fail. And yeah. the, if anybody wants to see like amazing indie wrestling, which is a lot of what we're exposing this time, the PWG match that they have, the Young Bucks oh, versus yeah. the Lucha Brothers, is incredible.
0: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that this will be a better match because, like, those those Young Bucks PWG matches tend to just be, like, who can flip the most. Yep. Um, I think you might have, like, just gone to bed midway through just uh, because it was like, okay, I've seen the flips. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was good enough. And I don't disagree with you. Right. It wasn't, like, the most scintillating, like, drama. It was just, like, gymnastics, which is fine. Yeah. I don't want to shit on gymnastics. No. Gymnastics
1: Twitter, back off. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> stop breathing down our necks <laughs> um yeah i it's part of why as far as like too much of a good thing sometimes um is why i can't go back and watch old ring of honor because yeah. like there are so many austin aries ring uh, and like roderick strong tag matches or like briscoe tag matches where like the finish happened seven moves ago yes and i get that at the time that that's what made it different was mm. that like they distilled all of the heat from, like, WrestleMania 2000 through, like, WrestleMania 19 of everyone kicks out of each other's finish. Yeah. You can't do it every show. Right. And or every like, match. Yeah. Especially, yes, mm-hmm. on, like, an eight-match card when, like, match four, everyone's exhausted. Right. I mean, we were at Mania this year. That's what, like, I'm glad that it happened that way, that, like, Kofi won, and arguably that was the height. Yes. Um, which sucks, because Becky Lynch won in the main event of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but it was fucking one in the morning.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 It was impossible. I bet that match comes off better on video than live in some ways.
1: Uh, Hats off to Corey Graves and Renee Young for still having voices by the time that match happens. Michael Cole sounds like he is gargling gravel. Yeah, I haven't watched uh, the playback. But yeah, I believe that. Yeah.
0: He was already kind of... I've seen a little bit to know that he was kind of hoarse for most of the weekend. Right. So, oh, man. Wrestling's great, and there's a lot of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That was a lesson that we learned from watching Jakarta this week. Yeah. Because they alone have... 20 20 seasons of fantastic
1: wrestling featuring wrestlers who eventually moved on to wwe yeah and took off masks and stopped being ice cream yep but they can still giant swinging to death and like you said it it's it's fun and it's you can latch on to it because it is so different it's a point system instead of just imaginary ranking tiers and weight classes that don't exist and there's without any kind of, like, taboo or calling attention to it, intergender wrestling, without right. calling it that. Yes. They just wrestle. Yeah. I know, yeah, that was, I uh, think
0: the show I had had uh, Kimberly. Yep. Uh, who in Jakarta is Princess Kimberly. Yeah. Just to amp it up a little bit more. Right. Uh, fighting a guy called The Whisper, who was her tag partner, unwillingly, but they're champions. Classic wrestling, but with a little bit more of a high uh, high concept uh Thing to it, which is very, very fun. Yeah, there was also a hermit crab wrestler <laughs> who had a hermit crab shell. Listen, man, I am all for uh, there was a thunder frog who mm. had a giant hammer that the he, Estonian thunder yeah, frog, yes, which oh, that was I, I I'm i very high on your car I'm gonna give it a thumbs up, yeah, overall. Uh,
1: loved it. I'm gonna watch more of it. Maybe I'll even watch more after we're done taping. I don't know. Two huge thumbs up, mm. um. It's funny you mentioned the Estonian f- Thunderfrog because yeah. um, friends of the show, Cheryl Toulis and Craig, uh, or she's not Toulis anymore. She's uh, Cheryl Soroy, Yeah. Um, I went to an artist wrestling show years ago back when I was um, uh, dating a now ex who got mad at me for uh, not hanging out that night to go see wrestling. And like one of my comebacks to it was just, like, she was like, you didn't invite me. I was like, I didn't think you would get an Estonian Thunderfrog, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You could have tried, I mean, I'm sure, you're with a wonderful lady now, so it it all has worked out. It is. Uh, You're taking her to a takeover where there won't be an Estonian Thunderfrog. No, but there will be Matt Riddle, and that's as close as I can. I mean, if you can get close enough uh, tickets, you might catch one of his split-flops. Oh,
1: that'd be so fun. That would be a very fun uh, souvenir. I hope that the WWE, like, as far as disposable merch goes, really starts to cash in on people like Riddle. Yeah. Just, like, sell the sandals so people throw them at each other. Who cares? Yes. Yes. Like, instead of streamers, let people throw sandals at them. (laughs) The the cleanup. It'd be (laughs) so much fun. It would be terrible. Yeah, but it would be fun. It uh, would take forever
0: to clean up. Like, yeah. the streamers you can do because it's, like, you get, like, three people to grab, like, yeah. you know, circle your hands around and grab all of them. Right. I, I watch it take, like, ten seconds from stardom every every match. Yeah. Uh, but flip-flops, those things are everywhere. Yeah. You miss one, and then somebody slips, and, and they break their neck, <laughs> and it's the most tragic flip-flop-related injury yeah. that anybody's ever had. Right. Um, I get it yeah I got oh but if you throw it into the crowd who give yeah.
1: who gives a shit no one's gonna get hurt from a flip flop speaking of streamer greatness uh do you mind mentioning a little bit about the gimmick battle royal you saw in stardom oh yeah the gimmick battle
0: royale uh stardom had their uh, run of uh, shows that were quote unquote booked by their factions <laughs> uh and the first one was booked by their top uh face faction stars and had a gimmick battle royale where every wrestler uh dressed as another wrestler
1: and did all their moves and mannerisms. Yeah. And it's, did you watch it? No, but I was really hyped. I'm going to watch it when I get home. Yeah. Because I just, I love it when that happens. Yeah. It was
0: fun. It was like, technically the match is happening the whole time during the entrances, much like a Royal Rumble would. Yeah. Uh, But I think it's just fun because I think all the wrestlers were enamored with watching other people do their own, uh, (laughs) their own mannerisms and taunts and moves and everything. Uh, You had uh, Kagetsu, posing as, I believe, Saki uh, Kashima, and uh, Saki has very stiff kicks, and Kagetsu does not. So (laughs) watching her just do these half-assed, like, I'm kind of kicking you, kind of kicks, was fun. You got, like... uh, Oh, no, I think she she was... Kagetsu was a Arisa, I believe, mm-hmm. um, because Natsu Sumire played Saki and played her uh, as a chain-smoking, like, shopping person <laughs> and got beat up for it immediately by the person she was impersonating, uh, <laughs> and she was the first elimination, like, the rest of the match... People are just standing by, not fighting. Yep. Like, half-heartedly fighting a little bit, but mostly not fighting to watch the other people make their entrances. But this is one where somebody had enough and pinned her uh, doppelganger. That's amazing. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Hannah, Hannah Kimura and uh, Andres Miyagi dressed as each other, yeah. which was fucking weird and fun to watch. Yep. It's just a fun, like, I I don't even know how much you have to be familiar with Stardoms like roster to get it but it's it was a lot of fun to watch. Can somebody dressed as Tony Storm cuz Tony Storm's been with them for uh, these past couple of months.
1: Oh and what did Tony
0: Storm dress as? Oh, uh separately for their rock paper scissors battle royale which still has not been uploaded ah. uh, so far. I know the each faction dressed as uh let's see, one piece characters, <laughs> Disney princesses, Toy Story characters and I am bl- Oh, Doraemon. Uh, characters. So each faction had a different theme, and then uh, Tony Storm, who's just visiting from WWE, dressed as Minoru Suzuki. Hell yeah! Uh, the Murder Grandpa from New Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: Murder Grandpa, gonna kill Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Gonna be sad, but great. Yeah. Whenever that happens, I don't
0: know. They haven't said specifically. I don't think. Unless
1: you know Keaton. Okay, don't.
0: I gotta be at work all day, so you gotta watch the wrestling news. Okay? He can do it.
1: It, you, you already call him from your uh, from your tablet to check in on him. You That's can, true. You can give him cues to watch. Yeah, but he can't communicate with me. That's true. Yeah. He um, can by watching. <laughs> but, yes. yeah. He, what I want to happen with Jushin Thunder... Just seguing mm. super quick. Um, when Jushin ever does, like, have his retirement match, if it's this year or next year, what I want I, is... I think it's a, uh, officially he's
0: retiring next year.
1: Cool. What I want to happen is this scene I have in my head from the third God of War game mm-hmm. where... Um, kratos kills uh apollo i think it is the god of the sun yeah and he doesn't just kill him uh he he wow there's a lot of things that happen basically uh he beheads him and like there's a giant burst of light that shoots out of the mouth and eyes of apollo's severed head mm-hmm. i want that with LIGA. <laughs> I want Minoru uh, to take his health, oh, like, <laughs> like I want oh, Minoru yeah. to just like, have, and maybe it's, like just the mask itself. I'm not, yeah. I'm not advocating for like human decapitation, but I want just like this giant spirit of Jushin Thunder Liger's legacy to just like expel <laughs> from his body, and that's how we end the, the career of Jushin Thunder Liger.
0: I don't think New Japan has the budget for that. For streamers. So <laughs> yes, if they did with streamers, I can see that. That is, that would be amazing. Uh, that would be the way to go. Yeah, I think. Uh, both in terms of how to do
1: it, and also the best way for Jushin Thunder Liger to to end his career. Like just just from theatrics, I would love to for Liger to be like mid ring. They put a spotlight on him. He just like turtles up, so he's in a yeah. big ball. He like throws his arms and legs out in a giant star pose, explodes into streamers, and that's yeah. it. That's the nice. last you see him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He is thunder.
0: Yes. Oh uh, yeah. That makes sense now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man.
0: Um. Yeah. So that has been our week in wrestling. We we both love Chikara. We'll probably both watch more of it uh, when we get the chance. Uh, anything you're looking forward to in the in like very near future, wrestling wise?
1: Yeah, NXT Live in Connecticut. Yes. Um, takeovers deliver regularly, and the fact that I'm going to be able to marry it with like meeting um, Sarah's sister lives in Connecticut. Okay. So I might be able to like meet some of her family and also like expose her more to professional wrestling, but on a bigger scale. Yeah. Instead of electric cases, which can fit like a hundred people, the Connecticut arena, which is probably going to be like five to ten thousand. Yeah. And but it, and it's just the right amount of step up of just like it's not WrestleMania in a stadium. Yeah. It's just it's bigger scale WWE, but NXT. So it's like it at its best live. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, hey, I haven't watched an NXT in a couple weeks. Maybe I'll watch one after this, uh, just to catch up. Oh mm-hmm. uh, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to. I think Saturday is going to be Eve Pro Wrestling's ninth uh, anniversary show. Cool, which I will be excited to watch whenever they upload it. I don't think they're streaming it live. Um, be it the last time Kaylee Ray and Viper uh, appear in the, resin, uh, the the Resistance Gallery, their mm-hmm. normal venue. So that should be a good time. Cool. And Keaton, what are you looking forward to for wrestling? he's looking forward to taking bumps he just fell over because (laughs) i mean i named him keaton because he likes to fall down and he just did it uh for all of you listening at home who can't see it (laughs) (laughs) this is really good audio cats are not smart but they know how to take
1: bumps very
0: sweet okay so this has been the wrestle down i'm jared plopple twitter.com swing dingling. this
1: is Dennis Bruno. At Sensei Denny Bruno42 on Instagram. If you want to see my cat. Drax. Yes. And Keaton is uh, Keaton Fuzzy,
0: one word on Instagram. <laughs> so <laughs> until next week, uh, wrestle down. Wrestle forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wrestle forever down. <laughs>